Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Preston's Super Show. It's raining outside, so it's really not a beautiful uh, day unless you like rain. It's a gloomy day in the land of Lincoln. And let me tell you what I'm thinking today. Uh, we're going to go right in the NFL, go through each game. I'm going to give you a winner. I'm not going to give you a bunch of different little bets. People, there's plenty of the, uh, those degenerate shows on. Go ahead, listen. They give you 10 bets. Two of them hit. The other eight don't hit by Monday. You're broke. Nope, I'm just picking a winner. We don't have to handicap anything here. Uh, sometimes I do, but that's when, you know, I'm really feeling confident. And with the games this week, there's a lot of evenly matched games. You want to be cautious about who you're putting your money behind. But I'm going to go ahead and give you these winners because in a lot of cases, there's going to be good odds on a lot of these winners. Uh, so pay attention. Green Bay Packers, Arizona Cardinals tonight. Thursday night football. What do you like about Arizona? What in your mind is good about them? Because to me, you got a 7-0 team that's been bailed out a few times by the legs of their quarterback, by their kicker. And I think tonight... The Packers are going to make it tough on them on the offensive side of the ball. Now, you got no Devontae Adams for the Packers. You got no J.J. Watt uh, for the Cardinals. He's going to miss some some heavy time. So, the stage is set for a dogfight. And, you know, I'm going to back the Packers. I'm a homer for the Packers. So, take that with a grain of salt. But I'm confident in the two running backs that the Packers have. I think you got Aaron Jones, who's been impressive this year, especially when he catches the ball and he's got open space to run. And you got A.J. Dillon. Here's a kid who really came into his own on this Packers team and making the most of his carries. Now, his numbers are down from this past week, but Aaron Jones picked up the slack. And it seems like when one of them is not doing so hot, the other one's picking up the slack. So I like that two-punch combo in the backfield for the Green Bay Packers. Then you look at the Arizona Cardinals just as a whole team. And the offense has a lot of firepower. I mean, there's no denying that this offense is an extremely talented offense. But when it comes to this Packers defense, they're good everywhere except the red zone. Once a team is able to get and play a short field game against them, then it becomes shallow water like then they're treading shallow water so i'm liking the packers tonight because of rogers ability to go on the road and 
make the plays. Um, but the Cardinals at home uh, are going to be tough to beat. But I like the Cardinals as a road team better than a home team. Um, I think at home they slightly take their foot off the gas. And I like the Packers to go out there and get it done. Then Sunday noon, we got the Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons. And this is going to be one that's really close. Remember I told you at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of close games. Like we're going to have a lot of close games. So I really like uh, the Atlanta Falcons chances to go out there and get a lot done. But I just think that the Panthers have not been playing up to their level of potential. And I think that changes this week. And I think you get an inspired Carolina Panthers team uh, on the road, very focused, very disciplined, quarterback that can sling it around, wide receivers that at, at least they have a star. I don't like teams on offense that don't have a star, a guy they can get it to, and he can make that third down and third and long and um, pick up those, you know, what we would think is easy plays. But the sad thing is, I think it's a low scoring game because there's no running. Like the Panthers have showed you that Chava Hubbard is not like an elite rusher. Uh, booyah, here he comes. Like he's had, he's having his moments. So Chava Hubbard isn't going to be like the main driver of this offense it's gonna have to be Sam Darnold off his back foot throwing it out to sure-handed DJ Moore who's a consistent threat through this whole year so far he's been a consistent threat to opposing defenses and then you have Matt Ryan who you can't really count out on the Falcons right like it's hard to count him out and I just feel like this week the Falcons at home against a hungry Panthers team just doesn't mesh well for this Falcons offense who doesn't have a real running game. So I'm taking the Panthers in that one and I like their defense too. And I think they make life a little bit difficult for Matt Ryan and the Falcons offense. We go to the Dolphins Bills and this is a real treat for Bills fans. Because you're at home 4-2 and two against a Dolphins team that is just a fish out of water. And they're 1-6 Dolphins. Well, the Bills are 4-2. Four, four wins, two losses. They're six games and we're coming into week seven. I mean, this is a little bit of a real uneven matchup. But they don't know that when they make the schedule. Um, it should This should be a, a tougher game than it looks. You know, the Dolphins are just a confusing team because they don't have an identity. They have nothing but, you know, unfortunately they let the quarterback controversy kind of swarm everything they were doing. They kind of consumed them a little bit, I feel like. And the defense started off good, but then it feels like when the defense sees they're not getting any help from the offense, like the defense is not as enthusiastic to compete. I'm sorry to say that, but that's how it looks. Um, But Devin Singletary, 
Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, that's a three-headed monster itself. You you know, everybody knows what Zach Moss can do, but uh Knox being out at tight end is gonna is gonna be interesting to see how they fill that role. But I just think that Tua on the road is just a little too unseasoned. And I, I like the Bills at home. This is, should be an easy win for the Bills. A little bit tougher than it looks on paper, but the Bills win this one. Um, you can go on and on about Josh Allen and how good he is. I'm telling you, Winnie, you see it in the red zone. He's lining up in shotgun. Like, he's trying to get it. He's not playing around. He's not messing around with anybody. He is just full on uh, trying to get a touchdown, not trying to settle for field goals. Um, he he's This is a surefire offense with the Bills. Then we got the Niners versus the Bears, which the Niners haven't showed me much to like them anymore this year. Like they really haven't showed me much to like them, much more than their record. Two and four, 49ers. Bears are three and four. I don't know. At home, it feels like the Bears are going to find their footing here. I mean, that's what it feels like. It feels like the Bears are going to find their footing here. Um, and they're only a four point dog as of now, but the, the 49ers offense with just Jimmy Garoppolo to Debo Samuel, like it, it looks weird. They're not getting the, the, the real players involved that they need to like Brandon Ayuk and others. They're just not, it just doesn't look right for this 49ers team. And I think this Bears defense is plenty capable of handling uh, this offense. Then you have an offense that wants is like this is a hungry Bears team, and at home, um, it's going to be loud. And I think you know they're going to be feeding off the crowd. And Justin Fields can be a good quarterback in this league. He has all the right tools. He has the right skill set. You know, this guy can be a real threat in this league. And I think you get a little taste of that in this game. So I'm going to take the Bears. Underdog here. Only four-point dog, though. So that's pretty good. Just a little bit more than a field goal, right? Uh, Give me the Bears that early game Sunday noon. Then we got Steelers. Browns. Three and three Steelers. Browns four and three. What does anybody really like about the Steelers this year? Like, this does not look like the magical year for Ben Roethlisberger. This isn't the, uh, this doesn't look like the fairy tale. Uh, my, you know, Coach Tomlin wanted, you know. I think the Steelers have been exposed. Like, we know that you can throw on this team, you can run on this team um, and then the Browns are favorited here in case Case Keenum's a real 
uh, threat at quarterback. A lot of people say they don't have Baker Mayfield, but I said, well, have the next best thing in Case Keenum. I mean, that's the next best thing, honestly. And I think with the Steelers, whew, their run game is spotty, boy. That is not a good run game. And then you have, you know, no wide receiver that's really stood out. No Juju Smith-Schuster. And Ben Roethlisberger comes in as questionable. But I think that's a tactical thing. I think he could be nursing something. But I think it's more of a tactical move by the Steelers. Then uh, it gets interesting. Because I think these two teams have a tendency to make it a dogfight. The Browns at home, a defense that can rise to the spotlight. I think that the Browns win this game. They have the right tools. They have the talent at receiver. Odell Beckham Jr., um, just him being out there is always going to bring attention and uh, take attention off of their other weapons. And the Arsenal as a whole for the Browns, you know, they just showed you that they can run the ball with like a third stringer. The fourth stringer was making a making a few plays. Um, yeah, I, I think the the Browns at home here are getting a little bit of a beat up, confused Steelers team, and they're kind of getting bailed out. You know, like this should be a win for the Browns. I'm going with the Browns this week. Then you have a real stinker. Wow, you have a real smelly game, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Lions. And these are just two teams that, again, we know who their identity is. You know what I mean? Like, with the Eagles, you know it's Jalen Hurts. With the Lions, you know it's Carson Wentz. And it's just not working out for either of these teams. And the Lions are 0-7. The Eagles are 2-5. It's not good. Like the train's leaving to the playoffs, and these teams are not at the stop to get on. Like they didn't even make it to the stop. Uber drivers lost. Excuse me, I mean Jared Goff, not Carson Wentz. Jared Goff for the Lions. But DeAndre Swift is still a player that I really like for this Lions team. He's got 78 carries for 262 yards. And you're like, that's not good. And I'm like, well, for the Lions, that's pretty good. Then he has three touchdowns. But neither one of these teams is a, has a serious run game. Again, I expect a lot of screens, a lot of motion, a lot of confusion in this game and I think it gets both teams probably in a little bit of trouble because the Lions defense is banged up but they can still make plays guys come in there trying to earn jobs and and guys end up making plays and then for the Eagles you're still missing a lot of talent and you know I think it helps that
they just don't have one guy that was their whole defense. So other guys can kind of plug and play. And they're just an average defense. There's there's certain scenarios the Eagles defense gets into and they hold up really well. I'm going to take the Eagles in that one. An 0-7 Lions team at home. And it's not going to be. There's probably be more Eagles fans there than Lions fans. I'm going to go with the Eagles in that one. Then you got a real barn burner. The Titans play the Colts. And here's the Titans. They're 5-2. And, and then the Colts are 3-4. And, and someone's going to have egg on their face after this one. Because the Colts at home in the Dome. Here's an advantage on your home field against the Titans. Who you won't get many advantages against. Um, and I like Ryan Tannehill. And Carson Wentz for the Colts uh, has good numbers this year, and he's been impressive. Derrick Henry is the difference maker for the Titans. If he gets going, the rest of the offense is going to go with him. Um, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones comes in questionable. A.J. Brown's going to be a lock. But Michael Pittman for the Colts and different weapons make them an interesting team this week but the Colts are in trouble because they don't have healthy running backs right now both their running backs come in questionable uh Taylor and Hines and I and that's going to cause a lot of trouble for Wentz and I like Wentz he he's grown on me um but I don't like the Colts in this game, in this environment, without a, a solid back to hand off to to take a little pressure off them. So I got to go with the Titans here. Then we go to Cincinnati versus Jets. There's a lot of games this week. 15, uh, no, 14 games. And you got... The Bengals, Jets. Bengals are five and two. Like they still, even after being embarrassed a few times, they're still five and two team. Then you got New York Jets, one and five. It's a good team um, that just hasn't realized their potential. And then the Bengals. I really like the Bengals um, on the road. They play inspired. Anytime I see a team playing inspired, you know, I like that. I like them in this game because the Jets, they do good things out there. They have, they've won a game, but they're not, a, they're, they're a good team that hasn't realized their potential. That's how I see the Jets. Like they came in with a decent secondary. They came in with a good system in place and it just, it hasn't worked. So I'm going to roll with the Bengals because Joe Burrow is just nice. Then you got Rams, Texans, Rams. Is it that's a team we're talking about because you have a real mean defense there. Like that's mean as hell. That's a good defense that they put together. And what that is so why that's dangerous is because then it allows uh, McVay, the head coach. To draw up all these wacky plays and try all these different things. And a lot of times they end up working and, you know, 
against the Texans, it shouldn't be hard on the road. I mean, Texans could do themselves a favor and make it interesting. But Stafford um, is quietly putting up MVP numbers. And uh, they can run the ball. They have uh, good talent at wide receiver. So, yes, I'm definitely impressed with this Rams team. 6-1. and one, Texans on the opposite side. Completely flip side. 1-6. Poor Texans. Poor Texans. Nothing going right. Defense is banged up. Uh, Phillip Lindsay going to get some ticket running back. Uh, but, I, but I just think that at wide receiver, maybe they hit a couple big plays. Because Mills is starting to... He's a little bit unafraid now to throw downfield, so that could help them. But give me the Rams, you know, in an easy win. That's about all that needs to be said about those last two games. Then the Patriots charges a real good game. Chargers. At home, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like them at home very much. Um, I think the Patriots made a... St- Played a statement game last week. And I think they come out here and I think they do some damage. Mac Jones can sling it. Um, The offense looks corrected. The defense underrated. Chargers. Offense overrated. And I think it's a little bit of an uneven playing field in a way. If you look at it the way I'm looking at it. Um. Give me the Patriots in this one. And there's a there's a couple reasons why. Why? Because I like Mac Jones. Because he's he's ill-exposed to other offenses and other playing styles in the NFL. And all he knows is this Belichick style. So I like that. And I think he's coming growing into it, and I think that's gonna be dangerous. I think it makes the Patriots um a future contender. In the playoffs, um, you know, as long as they can keep Mac Jones around, because I do like Mac Jones. And then Herbert's good. I'm not going to say he's not good or he can't go lights out, but he's still, you know, raw talent <clears throat> that's finding his own. And uh, I like the Patriots to come in here, pull Stunner. I like the Patriots coming there and pull Stone Cold Stunner. This team's been through so many running backs. And uh, they're still finding a way to move the ball on the ground. Austin Eckler is going to cause problems for this Patriots defense if they don't contain him. But I think the Patriots understand the job this week. I really do. I really believe that if there's a week for them to win a game, this is a big one. This is a big game for the Patriots and the Chargers and a big game for the AFC this week. Give me the Patriots in that one. I like the upside. Then we got Jaguar Seahawks. And boy, the Seahawks will let you down. They'll let you down. Two and five. But the Jaguars will let you down worse. One and five on the year. Very sad. Um,
this is just two teams. And I'm sorry to tell you, but Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than uh, Geno Smith. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Geno Smith. So let's just get that out there. The whole Alex Collins experiment is still an experiment at running back. James Robinson is a known back. He doesn't have great numbers this year, but in the red zone, he can power it in. Um, So I like that on the Jaguars side. DK Metcalf is the best weapon the Seahawks have, and um, he's their leading receiver. And his numbers are still not where they should be. But he does have six touchdowns. I mean, that's a great fantasy option. Um, but give me the Jaguars on this one. I think Lawrence is just going to be a gunslinger for the first half of his NFL career. And I like Trevor Lawrence. I like him in this game. Jaguars defense is bad. Seattle's defense is okay. But Seattle, you know, with Geno Smith, a quarterback, I'm not buying i'm selling that idea so give me the jaguars on this one and uh we'll be right back after this break hope you enjoy the show so far thanks for holding through the break appreciate that and i hope you enjoyed the show so far so we're talking about the washington football team versus the denver broncos um this is part of that 325 snap um Jaguars, Seahawks, that was 305. Patriots, Chargers, that was 305. And then Rams, Texans rounded out the noon games. But when you're looking at the Washington football team, which is a 2 and 5 record against the Denver Broncos with a 3 and 4 record, there's a lot of different asterisks around these teams. Taylor Heineke, quarterback, is a legit threat, you know, and he's going to. Really hope that Antonio Gibson's playing this game because he's listed as questionable. Um, we'll know more uh, by the end of this week based on if he's practicing and, and taking regular snaps or not. But I think that for the Broncos, the Melvin Gordon experiment is, again, still an experiment. And it, it hasn't really bared a lot of fruit. Teddy Bridgewater is more comfortable at home on the Broncos field. Um, Washington football team just got, you know, diced up by uh, the Packers and Co. and company. So, it's going to be interesting. Um, Washington will make it interesting. I think the Broncos win. I think it's low scoring. I think with Jared Judy back in the lineup. Um, it, it, it's a little bit of a revitalization for the Broncos. And uh, i like them to carry out a win here. I think Bridgewater gets his team back on track. Then we move to the Buccaneers Saints. Which I'm not buying the Saints. Um, sorry, I'm I, I just not a believer in that team. But uh, we've seen what we've seen up in Seattle. That was just... That was a uh, poor showing. I don't blame that on the weather. So Buccaneers rolled in uh, to New Orleans, and this year's Saints are are the Aints, the four and two record. I'm not paying attention to that, but that Buccaneers six and one record um, holds a lot of good water. Give me Tom Brady and the and company to go down there and win. 
They always got a few playmakers out anyways. That's no surprise. Every week, there's people out with this Buccaneers team. Every week. So, uh, I like the Buccaneers. And then, uh, I think Tom Brady, you know, is going to continue to break records as long as he's playing. I think that's part of his plan anyways. Um, because he knows the league's getting faster and more difficult for quarterbacks. So I think Tom Brady's just, you know, trying to pad those stats as nice as he can and look at quarterbacks like uh, Patrick Mahomes. The way he's playing is not going to catch Brady in, uh, if he played like that this season. You know what I mean? So things like that, I think Tom Brady pays attention to. I think the game's very, very important to him more important than it is to a lot of players and they have Chris Godwin who looks like he put on muscle looks like he's thrown like you know it's taken more than one guy to bring him down Leonard Fournette with this with the swap running backs you know you bring in Leonard Fournette then you say okay uh we got Jackson okay you know we got a bunch of different guys that we could pitch the ball off to Godwin can even run the sweep the wide receiver sweep there and Jamie is just He's just going to look for the deep ball. Like, he's not looking for his underneath routes. He showed you one good drive in that game, and one of those passes was barely caught. It was, like, almost picked. So, I, you know, I'm just not impressed with that. I think that, that when they got over the Packers, um, I hope they enjoyed that one. Because if they played each other right now, I believe that would be different. So give me the Buccaneers in this one. Tom Brady, I think, rolls on the Saints defense, which is not that good. Then we have Cowboys, Vikings. And I tell you, I like the Vikings at home for the most part. Um, They're fairly healthy. Defense is getting healthier. Cowboys feeling themselves a little bit too much. I think the Cowboys are a legitimate threat. I think the Vikings are a legitimate threat too this year. I think this is the highest scoring game of the day. I think it's a shootout. I think the difference maker is going to be Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. And it's going to be Dak Prescott for the Cowboys. So if Dalvin Cook has a good game, I think the Vikings, you know, can keep pace with this uh, Cowboys team and uh, pull off the upset. But the Cowboys are only a minus one and a half favorite. Tells me that they uh, there's a lot of trends that are pointing they're not that good on the road. And that's where they're going to have the most trouble. Their one loss was on the road against Tampa Bay. Uh, they've come close to losing on the road before. I think they'll lose this one on the road in the Dome against the Vikings. And the Vikings are um, a powerhouse team when they get it going, when they're firing on all cylinders. They're not the same without Rudolph, I believe, like they should have kept him. But I think with just Thielen and Stephon Diggs, I mean, getting rid of Stephon Diggs, but that's, past, that's, that's way past. But with Thielen, 
you, I don't see it one guy on the Cowboys that's going to be able to contain Thielen. So he's going to have a good day. And then with Dalvin Cook and the front seven, like the Cowboys have gotten rid of one of their best linebackers to the backers. So I, I don't know what, what we're seeing in that Cowboys defense necessarily. So this game will tell a lot. This game will tell a lot about both of these teams' futures this season. Um, but I like the Vikings in this one at home. I think they win the bulk of their games at home. I don't think they have too many road wins <clears throat> at the end of the season. Then we got the Giants, Chiefs. And we know there's a lot of Chiefs fans out there. I mean, we know there is. And then you have the Giants, who are 2-5. and five. Come close, but no cigar in a few. And the, the Chiefs are 3-4. and four. And they're not playing to their caliber, guys. They're not playing to their caliber of talent that they have. Like, they have a wealth of talent. <clears throat> Just a wealth of talent. And they're not playing up to it. Um, I think it's like 43 points get scored total in that game. So, when you're looking at this game top to bottom from Monday night, this is one that I think it's going to be a low-watched game. I think the Chiefs, you know, they get it. They have a good fan base. But with the Giants, you're just rooting for an upset. You're just watching for fun. You're just like, yeah, yeah upset them. But I think the Chiefs cruise. And, and in history, the Chiefs have not been that good against the Giants. But I think, you know history doesn't repeat itself here. I think the Chiefs get it done. And Mahomes is getting help, but he's got to take more shots. That's my one critique. But he's come, he's listed as questionable again. I think that's tactical. Um, they might be buying into a little bit of the voodoo around the, the trends of years past. Um, when the Giants last played the Chiefs in 2017. And the Giants won 12-9. So I think they might be playing a little bit too much into the voodoo. But I think the Chiefs can turn their season around with a win here. I think they do. Um, they got the right play caller. You know, even if Mahomes was to not play, I still like the Chiefs. I think it's a low-scoring game, though. I don't think you get a ton of highlight reels out of this game. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, that was the NFL rundown, giving you my picks, letting you know what I think, where I stand in these games, my current record, head-to-head, just picking winners of games, that's it, 67 wins and 39 losses, so I'm doing really good this year, and uh, last week, I had a really good week. Uh, last week, I had Browns over the Broncos. I had Packers over Washington football team. I had Titans over the Chiefs. I had Falcons over the Dolphin. I had Patriots over the Jets. Um, I had the Panthers to beat the Giants. That was a loss. I had the Ravens to beat the Bengals. That was a loss. We were all surprised. I had Rams to beat the Lions. That was a win. Raiders beat the Eagles. I had that. Cardinals Tex, uh, beat the Texans. I had that. Buccaneers beat the Bears. I had that. Colts beat the Niners. I had that. 
Seattle Seahawks, I picked to beat the Saints, and uh, Seahawks flopped. So, last week is a good week overall. Very good week. And this week, we're looking to hit every single one of them, starting with the Packers against the Cardinals tonight. So, I'm going to head to break, and I'll come back. We'll talk about a few more things and wrap it up. Thanks for seeing some things with advertisements all over social media like social media is just turning into one big advertisement the reports out Facebook is going to change their name we all heard that that's a good one that's a good laugh we can all have a good chuckle about that <laughs> but you're seeing more and more of this advertisement spree um, as we get closer to the holidays I mean stay grounded know what you need to do know what you need to get it's really interesting right now um, you heard Biden went to the Vatican to meet with the Pope and there's no cameras they're having a closed door meeting um we don't know what that's about. His buddy Obama wasn't scared uh, to walk with the Pope and have a, a camera present. Um, so there's always this this whole administration's wonky, and they're and they're definitely going above and beyond uh, to conceal just normal stuff. And I and it's funny because the news is sitting around wanting to show this and then they get the word that oh yeah they're not going to have any cameras present you know no no media uh, it was it was hilarious uh, they kept saying the, the price wouldn't come down on the infrastructure bill which is not much of an infrastructure bill we talked about that but uh, the price has come down and uh it's under two trillion, but it's still unlikely to pass. And you continue to see a massive watering down of the media, where you're not getting those hard-hitting stories, those uncovering stories from the likely culprits. And, and that's another interesting thing. So Israel okays 3,000 new settler homes. Biden doesn't want this to happen because it's going close to the Gaza Strip. That's disputed territory between Israel and Palestine. But Israel moves on with it. But, you know, that's another thing where other countries look at America and say here's America meddling in affairs that shouldn't be meddling in um, and 
it's not even BB Netanyahu, right? So they don't even have Prime Minister BB Netanyahu anymore. They have the Democrats have the person that they were that they wanted to win. Okay, and he's more uh, conservative than Netanyahu was. But then he turned around and did something weird that just makes you always wonder. You know, there's politics is just such a skunk game and it, he turns around and says you know we're not going to let US citizens in that aren't vaccinated and see for me that's no problem because I'm vaccinated um, but for others I can see that being a problem and then it's wrong you know to us to be mandating that but maybe not to you maybe you're on the other side of that you know you, you should have to be vaccinated to come in the country but it's that's a weird thing to play both sides of the fence with. I think there's more anxiety around the shot than actually getting the shot itself. Um, you can thank social media for that. And people that are trying to build a platform off of any little thing. The White House says they're not going to pass out any candy. Oh, good. We don't want, you know, no one wants your stinking candy. Your candy sucks. And then, um, and that's reported by Newsmax. Newsmax does good work. And that's a, that's a decent news channel. Everybody gets their hour spend where they get to say kind of, you know, a little bit of what they feel, a little bit of what makes sense to the viewer. So it's better than your normal Fox News or your, you know, you actually get something out of it. I like that they run the headlines there. Sometimes you just want to see the headlines and and how crazy it's gotten. And there, there it is. And the question you might ask is, has the White House ever passed out candy before they ever had trick-or-treaters? And yes, they do. Um, Trump and Melania did. So there you go. Uh, Trump trying to get back on a Twitter and that's just a sad affair that's just a sad event that's taking place uh, for them to have to ban him from Twitter it's just weird it's, it's stuff like this is just so weird that this is where it's gone so the judge in Florida sends the case to California so I was surprised by that The U.S. demand for oil surging. Uh, Tanks in Oklahoma are being depleted, reported by Newsmax. First reported by Associated Press. But it's interesting that... It's tanks in Oklahoma? Like, doesn't this all just get weird? And it's just like, okay, so the tanks in Oklahoma are depleted because Oklahoma gets the gas. Well, they're not bordering the ports. So, I mean, it's just, a, this whole thing gets weird. Judge threw out the challenge to Southwest vaccine mandate. That's right, Southwest. Better be vaccinated or you're going to be shit-canned. That's how they treat you. Uh, a rare win for Kyle uh, Rittenhouse man shot by Kyle Rittenhouse can't be described as victims is what the judge says that's reported by Newsmax 
that was shocking. Rare W right there for uh, Rittenhouser. You know, um, Chicago Mayor got the boot off stage at that little fundraiser. Stupid fucking fundraiser. <laughs> always doing the, always doing these little things where they get up there and then she gets up there thinking everybody loves her and boo. Police union boss, he's no longer banned from speaking out against the uh, vaccine policy. New York's running into the same problem. With their police, with their firefighters. It's not looking good. Looks like they're going to take the uh, bank reporting about the $600. uh, You know, moving the $600 around in your account. It's screwed up, is what uh, Manchin said. Who's a wolf in sheep's clothing, if you ask me? I think the Republican news is just looking for some type of hero and they find an independent mansion who wants nothing to do with them and they don't maybe they realize it and they're just trying to get the stories out you know something they got buried that no one's talking about is uh, Michigan Whitmer facing accusations of illegal campaign contributions she's a she's a loud one isn't she she was really against Trump for the people yeah You know, it's another blow, too, to the shipping companies, the freighting uh, companies. Ports of Long Beach, L.A. are going to be charged, surcharged here, uh, where the cargo's lingering at terminals because the docks can't get it off fast enough. So they're, you know, it's their fault. So they're going to get charged for it. Isn't that a good one? That came from Fox Business. That's a good, that's a, wow, you're going to charge me double? That's great. And then, uh, finish out on the, the Supreme Court getting something right at least. And, um, they're, they declined to block the abortion law. Um, but they'll take up challenges. So they, you know, that's just good double speak. Good lawyer double speak right there to go out on. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Preston Super Show. You can find it everywhere. iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Music, and more. Um, Leave a review, like, reshare. And until next time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.